0: Off pretty girl,
1: same grade as me. Try to kiss her once in the island bus. And she walked the right house over to, me. to the Studios in Hernando, Mississippi.
0: Rooster, Rooster Production brings cold. you Under the, the Water line. Tower, presented by Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. And now, here are your hosts, Matt Crane and Derek Biglane. Good afternoon, Matt. Good afternoon, Derek. Uh, This is Thursday afternoon, and this may be something – I hope the listeners will forgive us. This may be something we're doing (laughs) kind of on the regular now. Uh, We seem to have busy lives, and uh, I guess COVID, we got used to – we started the show during COVID. Correct. And we got used to being able to come in in the mornings, not having too much to do, still able to make it to uh, our real jobs. You know, by eight or eight thirty, and now uh, it looks like that is becoming harder and harder. And so we're doing more in the afternoon, including today. Uh, there's a game that I'm going to tonight, which we'll get to in a little while. Uh, plus, just Friday morning, I've got uh, I've got a meeting at eight fifteen in the morning, and so it just makes it really, really hard. So I uh, appreciate you letting me record this afternoon, and also this again, listeners, this may be something uh, going forward we do more often.
1: Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna hear us uh, explain when we're recording. We figure we would uh, go ahead and let our audience kind of know that we're gonna release them. Typically, try and release them by eight eight o'clock every Tuesday and eight o'clock every Friday. So that's when you're going to hear them. So that doesn't change when we record them. uh, We'd rather just be honest with you. If we can't get to a basketball game or a softball game or something like that, that's probably going to be the reason why. So Derek tomorrow for me, this time when a lot of people will be clicking play on the UTW podcast, I will be, I hope I don't upset anybody here. uh, I will be on uh, in route to Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. My daughter will be, uh, we're going to be looking at Alabama at one o'clock Tomorrow as you listen to the show today. Um, and so we're looking forward to that. And so she wants to go over there and take a look at it. So she has been accepted to Alabama, much like your son was mm-hmm. accepted in Alabama. It seems like they'll just let anybody in, I guess. I guess so. The standards are just. They you let know, me in. <laughs> no comment. For a little while. <laughs> For a little while. <laughs> that's a whole nother show right there, man. That's a, that's a Wednesday show. We're a uh, special episode. <laughs> Derek's time at Tuscaloosa. <laughs> special episode. But excited about it. Uh, ready to you know head over there. Uh, my son, he loves to uh, tag along on Fun trips trips and stuff like that so he's excited to go so um, you know that's what we'll be doing and really looking forward to uh, that and kind of getting out of the way and letting her ask questions and, and take a walk around and uh, so you know it's fun you, you were there this past summer uh, Bo has made a decision to go to Ole Miss so I'm excited and happy for him you mentioned that Alabama uh, is impressive when it comes it's, it's to the university beautiful.
0: I mean it's a lot more spread out than Ole Miss there's a lot of walking involved uh, of course you can drive and try to park it was easy for us because uh, it was it was a summer yeah. now obviously with classes going on it would be maybe harder for y'all to be able to get around depending on how How many you know students apart, and what the rules are on the weekend? But uh, it's a very, very beautiful campus. The quad is huge. Uh,
1: Do do you is it is it hard to walk around campus and and
0: not trip over national championship trophies? Well, if you walk through the quad, you'll be tripping on plaques that are in the concrete. Literally every uh, all American, uh, every, every team captain, and every all American, I believe it's their shoe. Uh, and maybe a handprint or something like that. That's uh, cool. in in the squares that are on the concrete. And let's just say there's a lot of them. Yeah, sure. Um, but I mean, it, it's it's cool. Denny times it's cool. Uh, then you go to the stadium. Of course, it's very impressive. They've got the uh, they've got statues of every coach, yep. including Saban, already yep. up. Yep. The championships behind them. Uh, so that's. Obviously, something Ole Miss does not does <laughs> Not, not, <have>. not <laughs> does many of those lately. Though. Uh, but anyway, it's, uh, it'll be a great tour. It uh, looks like it's going to be a nice weekend. The storms are through. It should be you know, mid-50s, uh, you know, low 60s, something yeah, like nice, that. Yeah. So I think it'll be really good. So I, y'all have a great trip and can't wait to hear about it.
1: And Derek, speaking of that beautiful weather you're describing, now's a great time to get out. Enjoy the sunshine, look around different neighborhoods, maybe new construction, maybe uh, all around neighborhoods around Hernando, DeSoto County, and if you're starting to get into the DeSoto County market, whether you're buying or selling a home, please Contact our 2022 presenting sponsor, the number one real estate team in DeSoto County, Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. Team Couch possesses over 65 years of combined real estate experience. They are the number one team, again, for over 12 years in DeSoto County. They have thousands of closings since 2009. And whether you are buying or selling, Team Couch is ready to help. They are full-time, full-service realtors, which means they are available anytime you need them. They are currently offering a free, no obligation market analysis for your home simply give them your address. They can tell you all about your street, your neighborhood, your zip code, how long houses are staying on the market, how fast things are closing. Brian and Terry can tell you all the information to best serve you when it comes to buying or selling a home in DeSoto County. Give them a call at 662-449-1700. That's 662-449-1700. Or call Brian's cell phone, 901-461-7653. That's 461-SOLD, S-O-L-D. Give Brian and Terry a call today for the number one real estate team in DeSoto County. Thank you, Brian and Terry, for being our 2022 presenting sponsor as i just mentioned a second ago beautiful time to get out enjoy the sunshine visit some neighborhoods possible new construction also a really good time to get out in the backyard and possibly tackle one of those recipes that you can learn from HowToBarbecueRight.com. How to barbecue right Shop is our 2022 studio sponsor. They're located right here in Hernando at 496 Whitfield Drive. This store has everything a person needs for barbecue, crawfish and all other kinds of outdoor cooking. Whether it's rubs, sauces, thermometers, cast iron, cutting boards, knives, or some of the coolest high-end smokers on the market, Malcolm's Shop is your place to go. You can find more information on facebook at h2q malcolm shop give him a call locally at 912-9947 that's 912-9947 visit his website howtobarbecueright.com but the best experience is to visit the how to barbecue right shop located right here under the water tower at 496 whitfield drive thank you malcolm and rochelle for continuing to be our 2022 studio sponsors Derek, before we get too far into our show, uh, UTW Podcast listeners, this is our official 150th episode of the UTW Podcast. Um, We have done some other shows that maybe didn't have some numbers, but as far as numbered episodes, weekly episodes, we're at 150. Someone told me the other day that they would do. They would pay me money to not reach two hundred. So uh, oh, wow, I, I was. Um, uh, that was actually my that, wife. But uh, <laughs> we we digress. I'm kidding, of course. So we want to do something special. Uh, we record on Thursday. Show comes out on Friday. But man, Derek, today it was a rainy, rainy day. It was a rainy day. absolutely rainy day, and so we wanted to glance at something. I was thinking, hey, what are the top five, maybe ten, but definitely five songs pertaining to the word rain, Derek? And you went ahead and googled that, pulled it up for us. Let's uh,
0: let's go through that real quick. Well, top let's, songs I, I, for let's rain, do, well, the ones that we like, though. The right, ones we like. Okay, yes. Uh, I'll go one, and then you can go one. Okay, sure. Uh, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna throw the first one out there, Matt. I love a rainy night, Eddie Rabbit. Eddie Rabbit,
1: love a rainy night. Uh,
0: solid, just seventies. Uh, uh, I mean. If you listen to it, it is the same verse twice. Yeah, not a lot of imagination. No, but, no. but, but gonna uh, catch you a little. But that's, it's, that's yeah. it. It's just that that's beat it. when it hits. Probably one of the first country songs I really remember. You know, I was yeah. like seven, six, seven years old. I remember, like in the car, and it would come on, and that was like I knew all the words Huge because song. again, it was just two verses, the one verse twice. Yeah, a uh, great song.
1: All right, next one up that we're going to look at on our list. Not necessarily our list, we just googled this real fast something for a little bit of fun on our 150th episode. Blame it on the rain, Derek. Blame it on the rain. One of the best it is a great song. <laughs> the can we I mean the Millie Vanilli scandal is one of the it's it's, it's, it's one crazy. of the biggest scandals. Yeah, it, and the fact that we don't necessarily know more about the people that actually did the singing. Yeah. I'll say this on record and this is me talking. The people that did the singing for Millie Vanilli the fact that we don't know who they are and more about them, and they didn't keep making music, yeah, they had to be some. They they had to be the most awful looking people in the history of the world.
0: I think that today in today's great. world, in today's world, thirty years later, I think that they absolutely are having a moderate career, maybe a, you know, because I think that if you did try to body shame them or face shame sure, whatever's yes. wrong with them, that you would be utterly just crucified, and so. I do believe that if they came out now, that they would not try to find prop doubles. I mean, not that they ever should have. It was a completely ludicrous thing that happened. But if you know, if they even was pitched, be like, no, 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 y'all can go out there because if anybody makes fun of you, they're going to be you know lambasted. Right. This
1: is the perfect time for someone who's we just celebrated Meatloaf three weeks ago. That's right. Meatloaf coming out now, as talented as he was, would have had a bigger
0: career. It's, if it's, Meatloaf I mean, looked like Justin Timberlake, uh, look out. Right. And I think, I mean, again, I think that's better on society sure. that we can, of course, judge the talent, not the look. Uh, and, you know, but the fact that they thought they had to do that and could get away with it. America
1: fell for it for a long time. Oh, no, it was a good couple of years. <laughs> and they did a little dance and stuff. They did little things, you know. <laughs> but but hey, 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 not only that, one of them, hang on, one, one, of, them, one of them was gay. Uh, and the other it, one was, it, one of them is dead now. The one who was gay has passed. Yes. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, is those people would not be ridiculed necessarily as, as they were now.
0: No. I mean, I, I think the, again, I just, the fact that, okay, even, yes, sure. you got away with it for one or two years. What was the end game? Another album? Because it right. would have come, I, I mean, right. and the people that really were singing now that it was really popular, you don't think they're going to come forward and say, hey, it's really me? Yeah. Like, I mean, I don't. It's just very, very strange. But let um, me. That album was a oh, jam. tremendous. <laughs> Blame it. <laughs> what it
1: really was. Just some really good songs on the old Millie Millie. I need to go back and play that for my kids and explain to them and let them watch, watch. I might do that this weekend on the way to Tuscaloosa. Watch their head explode when I explain to them, "Hey, that's not really them singing," and they fooled everybody for months. Yeah. It's yeah. tremendous. Well, just good. A, they
0: got a Grammy. Yeah. They got a gra- <laughs> They got Grammys and walked on stage, and people were still being fooled. Yes, yes. it was fantastic. Uh, anyway, that's pretty uh, next, impressive. Uh, next, we'll n- go. next number three, November rain. November rain. Wow. This is this is February, but uh, November rain. Nine minutes of just. It's it nine minutes long. It's nine Good minutes lord, long. Good lord, It's nine minutes long. Uh, but I just, I mean, when that usual illusion came out with November rain on it, it was uh, wow. Oh, that's it's an impressive song, no Very doubt impressive. about. It. November rain, Guns N' Roses. It did put them up. That you know, was the one that basically oh, wow, okay. uh, Slash was not happy with uh, his guitar solo and the fact that he's he just thought it was a you know they weren't into the that was really their like big power ballad and yeah. he was disgusted by the fact that they did a power ballad. Oh wow! Yeah. And uh, that yeah you know, kind of started was the beginning of the end
1: all right derek surprisingly uh on our list here that we googled on this one um it's raining men that's a very interesting song. i mean what a disco song very, um, vi- yeah huge disco song. again hang on a second if you created a song called it's raining men in 2022 that was worth a darn that was good
0: that was as now, good as that yeah, song
1: now's the time now's the time to release the i've said it before i've said it on this podcast if the
0: village people came out now oh Huge. They were huge. Huge. They, they were st- I mean, we they were, st-
1: That's the scary part. They were still huge. They were still huge. Yes. And not
0: only that, we all mimic those letters every time the song comes right. on.
1: And you know what I'm talking about when I say the village people would have a more comfortable out oh, front well, that, life yes. now. That, yes. yes. Not I the mean, fact that they were dressed as, a, okay, would the village people be canceled because of the way they dressed? The Indian would be canceled. Oh. The police officer would be canceled. <laughs> <laughs> what was the other? The construction
0: worker? That's tough. That's. I mean, tough. think
1: about uh, it. Now, I, see, isn't that amazing that we? I, I did the Indian. I, the Indian. Could hey, be the fact that I'm Indian. not even talking about their sexual orientation. No, no, no. no, no I I'm talking saying, about how they dress the Indian, up. That is amazing. The
0: Indian. You would not be able to dress up like an Indian. That is correct. Oh, that right. that would be looked upon as that would be frowned upon to dress up like an Indian. So you're saying that they do not allow Indians at the YMCA? Is that what we're saying? I'm saying that the reason <laughs> they're singing at the YMCA because that's the only place they were allowed. Okay. And that that was. And that was part of the problem, right? right. I mean, that's I that's why the song was about the YMCA because they can go there, they feel comfortable there. Right. Um, unfortunately, you know, there was they were, but now they would probably be about the YMCA. Right. Number one, because that's more for children now, sure. <laughs> and you know, and for people, you know, older adults with with cheap gym memberships, uh, and then also because they're it's more much more widely accepted, and they yeah. you know they could do their own thing.
1: Well, exactly okay hey let's not forget this is the list of songs with the word rain in them <laughs> we went off on a tangent last one this is the ultimate song with rain in it before we turn our attention to the board of alderman meeting here in hernando sorry uh, most people tuned in for that and here we are breaking down stuff but the best song of all time with the word rain in it is
0: what purple rain Doing. i mean there's no drop this, is, the this is basically the day that was this is it i mean drop that rain mic. came down i mean it was it was a purplish blue outside as the rain came pouring down around lunchtime today a little after lunch uh just a unbelievable song any song that's
1: the first lyric is i never wanted to be your weekend lover i, I mean come on it's now. just i mean the, solid. The,
0: the guitar oh it's I mean, awesome just i mean obviously I mean, he was just an absolute maestro with the guitar. But, uh, and then I also think immediately, of course, to the halftime show, which, of course, we just got finished with yes. the Super Bowl. Uh, you know, that Super Bowl, I think those my age would agree that was a fantastic show this past Sunday. Nothing comes close to what Prince did in the rain, in Miami, when the Colts beat the Bears that year, just, I mean, it does not come close. Oh,
1: that's go watch it. Put it up on YouTube. The fact that it started to rain and happened to rain with Prince playing Purple Rain. I mean, it's it's one of the coolest and, moments. And read
0: behind the scenes. He basically they you know they were worried about it. Obviously, there was it was uh, forecasted. They talked about it, and then he. Did a couple sets, kind of made sure everything was on, and basically said, hey, look, I got this. Yeah, I got it. I got this, and went out there, and it started raining. Everybody's thinking that he's going to get, you know, electrocuted. And he wasn't electrocuted. He just straight dominated.
1: Very few people definitely could have done that show, Derek. I mean, like you said, hey, what am I supposed to do? Where am I supposed to go? Where's my piano? And get out of the way. That's it. That's it. Now, that's him. That's Prince, and he was awesome. He's one of the best performers of all time. That Super Bowl experience was just tremendous. Go check it out on YouTube. Show your kids. A lot of them don't know who Prince is, but show, show your kids and tell them. Purple Rain, one of the best songs of all time. Definitely the best
0: song with the word rain in it. Yeah, and then also explain to them how he became a symbol. Don't, no, to that. no, don't go too deep. <laughs> Don't go too deep. Let's, let's well, keep we it already re- have million. now. No. Let's explain that. Yeah, okay. Exactly.
1: There you go. No reason to deep dive too much into the symbol thing. Just show them the uh, purple rain and, and move on. Well, look, let's keep it simple here. Let's talk about the Board of Aldermen meeting for the City of Fernando that took place this
0: past Tuesday, Derek. Uh, tell us about what happened uh, Tuesday night. Well, once we started off, Andrew Miller had some remarks to start off the meeting. Uh, he wanted to recognize the dispatch, the public works people, and the mayor, and the board, and himself on the Board of Aldermen for all of the cleanup that was done the day of the ice storm. Uh, they were actually Uh, I know that several people have commented they saw the mayor out, like literally picking up limbs out of the road. Uh, of course, dispatch was being called wherever there were issues, wherever there were limbs down, trees down. Uh, so did a very good job to keep uh, not only, you know, I mean, there, there was some that lost power for a couple hours. I know around the 51 Robertson area uh, and I know ours blinked that night, but overall compared to Memphis, uh, now we weren't hit quite as hard. We didn't have half an inch or more. We had about a quarter of an inch, I think is what they end up saying, but uh, still we, I had power. I was perfectly fine and it seems like that there were a lot of people out during work hours, during the day, getting everything cleaned up as it was falling. So one of, he just wanted to make sure everybody understood that and, and gave thanks.
1: So we were able to survive uh, ice storm whatever two two weeks ago uh, due to the board of
0: Autumn. the board uh, and and the public works and the dispatch, <laughs> the public works and dispatch. I mean, he look he. He had the remarks was good I to got, go. I understand. Okay. Uh, thank you, God, and Board of Order. And and dispatch. And, <laughs> and and fire. And police. And fire. Um, we now, kid, we, we, hey, we're
1: kidding, of course. Thank yeah. you to all those people.
0: No, of course we thank you. Uh, the next to the consent agenda, nothing other than I do want to say one thing that was part of this, is that they did approve for the mayor to be going to Jackson okay. basically today and tomorrow. Yes. He was approved to go to the 17th and 18th down to Jackson, and we'll find out why. Okay. Uh, here in just a moment. What I want to make kind of point that out out of the consent agenda. Of course, that was approved. First thing we want to look at. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that I talked about on Tuesday. I thought was going to be a big deal. They were approved. I mean, they were they right. were big deals for the city. But I'm not going to go over those again. I'm only going to hit the ones that were actually comments on.
1: Right. Hey, before we move too far, go back on that consent agenda. Mm-hmm. As you mentioned, the board gave uh Mayor Chip Johnson the approval to go down. Mm-hmm. They, he doesn't have to ask their opinion to do whatever. He has no, to just ask pay for opinion. travel. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, so for please, to understand for that yep. Chip Johnson simply said, "Hey, if I'm going to go stay in a hotel, I'm going to travel down, all that kind of stuff. That is for Hernando business, that's and correct. I need to have approval for that." So uh, that's correct. Yeah, exactly. So that's what that looks like.
0: Yeah. Um, so then again, I'm and, on the- and to pick up sticks. And to pick up (laughs) up sticks. So uh, we're going to go just, uh, again, everything that was on there Tuesday, please go listen to the show. You can hear kind of what was going to be discussed. Those were all approved, but I will go into detail only on a few of them. The first one is the shoulder widening and the overlay of Green Tea Road from McInvale down to 51. Uh, There was a little more explanation of that. It's going to have two-foot paved shoulders and then a four-foot gravel shoulder past that. So a six foot total shoulder is going to be added and then the entire stretch is going to have an overlay put on it. The uh, estimate for that is $964,000 but again they are putting that to bid so we'll see what the true number comes in but that was kind of just a little explanation of that. Is Uh, that paid for by the city, paid for by AWG? I mean what is that? This was part, it's paid for by the, well uh, the way that it happens is that they are going to. It's
1: obviously for the AWG building. That is correct. That project to absorb more traffic. They put it it in and then they
0: turn that bill into the MPO and they get reimbursed. Understand. city gets reimbursed. Okay. So we, it is an outlay for us, but it's, it's fully reimbursable because of the money given to us by the NPO. You know, because this is helping the entire Correct. area. Correct. Um So that was one of the. So no, it's not, we're not the taxpayers are not out. It will be out for a little bit and then get reimbursed. All the stuff for the parks happen. The main thing out of those five that we mentioned on Tuesday was that we now will have uh youth softball tournaments for the spring and summer of twenty twenty two. So that was great for that. Youth uh, with, softball, the that was the fast, when, pitch, was a fast, fast pitch, pitch softball. Yeah, okay. fast pitch uh America Softball Association. We'll have youth softball tournaments in the spring and summer at the Hernando Civic Field. Very interesting. Yeah. So that was signed. And that's
1: obviously, girls, but that's going to be. We talk a lot about the Hernando Lady Tiger softball team, mm-hmm. that type of age group right there. I mean, fast pitch softball. That's, that's it. Nationwide, Southern. What does it say?
0: It just says independent. No, excuse me. It just says says uh, host FAFSA youth softball tournaments. Very FASFA interesting. is Fast Pitch American Softball Association,
1: which brings people to go to lunch. It brings people to stay in hotels. It brings
0: people to our city to buy our gas, and that helps with the revenue. Thank that you, Jerry. the revenue. Thank, thank you very much. The next one was interesting. Uh, I had I tried to listen twice, and I, I would need uh, one of the aldermen who voted yay for this to please let me know the exact name. But on the agenda, the, I guess, lowest bid was Rotolo Consultants, Inc. of 83333 to perform grass maintenance for the parks. We talked about that. So, again, you think that's going to be easily signed off on. Actually, it went to a vote because they did not take Rotolo Consultants. They took somebody that was $900 more that actually was gonna offer a couple of additional services. So it was a, it, you know, it's, it's it's the lowest and best. So, so you don't
1: necessarily know, because I do know kind of why Rotolo was not chosen over this one. That you can go ahead Rot- I and. Mean, Ro-
0: well, Rotolo is a
1: Louisiana company. That's
0: right. The this, other the one was other local. One's a local, yes. It was a local company, uh, but all it wasn't just because it was a local company, because it was a higher bid. Right. It was also because they were adding some additional spray. I guess, you know, there was like, it, sure. The bid was for cutting, weed eating. You know, Blowing off the, the right. parking lot, make everything nice. This, they actually added some. Now, the, the city sprays its own grass. But there was a couple other spot spraying and stuff that they added to it. And the alderman thought, well, at least five of the aldermen thought, that that was a better bid Correct. Uh, because of the additional services. The parks director said that when questions were asked, He did say, you know, yes, that can be done, this can be done. So everybody was made aware. Everybody was blind copied whenever there would be a question asked if if additional services could be offered. So it was not the lowest by $900, but they did consider it the best. It went to a roll call vote. Uh, It did pass five to two for the other company. The two nays were uh, Alderman Wicker and Alderman Miller, who voted no because they voted for the lower one. Uh, Next, Timothy Downs wanted to have, and this is a resident, who wanted to come to the uh, board and say, hey, look, I need some help with a community drain. So I'm not going to go too deep into detail. Please look at it. But basically, there was a pipe uh, that was – it used to be um, water draining. Basically, this is in the Cross Creek Subdivision. Uh, There's water that drains uh, through a pipe through his yard into the retaining pond, okay? And it's it's eroding away. It's falling away. The HOA said that it's not their issue because – it was originally not a pipe that a developer came in later on. One of the phases added the pipe. The pipe may be the thing causing the problem, but that's not an HOA. That's a city issue. There was a lot of discussion on that. And basically what it came down to was that the um, city attorney was going to, and the engineer were going to go out there and look at it, and then they're going to write a letter to the, uh, the HOA saying, stating what they believe the city's, basically doesn't have liability for this and this is why. And so that's going to be done and provided to him, and they can go back to the HOA. I mean, he could eventually sue the HOA itself. That's going to be, that's nothing to do with the city, but that's kind of, he came asking for help and they did a pretty good job listening to him. Right. I think it's just something if you want to see that, you know, if you have an issue that's very, and, and you're feeling you're not being heard by an HOA or by somebody in the city, you know, bring it before the board. That is your right to do so, sure, and that's a very good example of that right. So, again, I'm not going to – Poor guy. It's, right. I mean, it's, it's a it's a bad situation, and he's just really worried about his yard eroding back, you know, further and further back. The next one was, uh, again, did not talk about this on Tuesday, discussion of making the ice plant street a two-way street. And installing a four-way stop at Ice Plant and East Center Street. Now, everybody knows what this is. This is uh, there's a new – Hernando Automotive is on one corner. Catty Corner to that is a new juice place, kind of a health uh, drink place. Side Street Nutrition. Yeah, Side Street Nutrition. If you want to advertise with this under the water tower at <laughs> gmail.com. Uh, Side Street Nutrition. That one's free. We'll uh, say that first. That free. one's free. So right there, that's, that, that's a, like, not a four-way stop. And basically, you can go north, south, east, and west all in you know, all ways. Right now, it is currently one way from Commerce down to South Street. So down from Commerce to through Center Street all the way to South Street, which, of course, is where the track was. This used to be a two-lane street several years ago. Uh, it was... Changed about a decade ago, probably maybe a little longer. Haifa came and asked for it to be changed because they were needing parking spaces for football games. So they made it a one-way so they could take up the east side of that and make it into parking spaces for people going to the football games. And so that was done. It was approved. No big deal. Well, now they're wanting to take it back to a two-lane road. Uh, I will say that many times I have wondered why you, at least from Center Street, go back to Commerce that way, right? You cannot. Uh, people do it. Now, that especially that the nutrition place is open, people are actually turning left and then immediately turning right to park. So it, it's happening anyway. So they're saying, let's make it legal or you know, to do that. Andrew Miller during this conversation, basically said that we should should call it out for what it is. He stated on record that other aldermen are not really wanting it. They don't really care whether or not it's a two-way street. They are tired of seeing these cars parked on the street based on the automotive shop right there, uh, that, that are there all the time, that are basically cars that are waiting to be worked on, are parked on the street, which they've always been done. It is not against the law currently, and that they're tired of seeing that. So they're doing this just to hurt that business. That was what he was saying. Did he mention that they've, they've been contacted by others, numerous others about this? He's saying that them saying they've been contacted about others was kind of a, he didn't say it was a lie. Uh, he said that they were uh, misappropriating what they were trying to say and what they really wanted. They, they were tired of seeing the cars. They want the cars gone.
1: Right. And, 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 Andrew, and Andrew simply said, hey, let's just – can we go ahead and say it? Yeah. yeah. Go so, on.
0: like, you can say you want a two-way street. You can say because people are complaining. I don't know how many people are complaining, but the real thing is y'all are just tired of seeing cars parked on the road. And I think at one point one of the aldermen, I don't remember which one, did say that he needs to clean it up. <laughs> And so, I mean, obviously, it was right. I think Andrew was, you know, just say, say, look, let's not let's not beat around the bush. Let's get to the fact what you want now. Where that's coming from, who these people are, but that was not mentioned. Uh, We do know that there's a new residential townhomes going just south of there, towards South Street, so that you know that could have factored into, the, into the, uh, the thought on that and into warning north-south traffic uh, on that road. But again, this was talked about. It, Matt, you know, it says discussion. It actually went to a vote to go ahead and turn it into a two-lane street. The, uh, they did a roll call vote again. It, did, it was turned down five to two this time. The ones that voted to approve it were Alderman Piper and Alderman Robinson. So all the other five said, no, we're not going to do this right now. Alderman Robinson was the one that said, you know, I'll make a motion. Piper seconded it, went to vote. They were the only two that voted for it. So as of now, it is not a two-lane street. However, after the conversation, uh, Andrew Miller said, if this is something that we want to look to do, you know, police chief, could you go out there, see what, you know, the, the issues, go talk to the owner uh, of the uh, auto shop and say, hey, look, this is probably something what we're going to do now is we're not making a two-way street. However, we are now going to look to put, time caps on how long cars can be parked on the road very similar to what is done on the square and so there will now be you know he'll go out there how long is too long how long does it take you to turn a car you know get a car in the shop what's your what's your backlog that sort of thing have this conversation and then come back to the city with what his opinion should be on how long cars can be parked here and after that there would be uh you have citations issued so that's that's what's going to be coming to the board in the next meeting or two
1: I don't mind saying this, my business during COVID, the gentleman that owns that particular automotive shop literally saved my company. He worked his tail off for me and he is a great guy and I thoroughly enjoy him and he really, really, really was a good uh, factor for me still having a business. And so I will simply say that uh, he knows the cars sit there. He knows he's people are frustrated by it. He's frustrated by it. If he could wave a magic wand and have it gone, he would. Uh, he's a small business literally fighting to survive. Mm-hmm. Carry on.
0: Okay. Next, I mean, I, you know, well said. And, again, we'll, and we'll also see that he did ask if it's going to be citywide or just for that street. So it would be interesting to see what that means citywide also. Next, initial discussion of long-term building projects. What they're doing is they're going to hire next share with government consultants to talk with him about getting a five-year plan so that what they're going to do is they're going to form a committee. The committee is going to consist of uh, Alderman Lynch, uh, Alderman Wicker, and Alderman Miller. are going to form a committee and go to each of the department heads and say, hey, look, what do you want to see your needs? needs. Not your wants, yeah. not pie in the sky. What are your needs over the next five years? Come up with a list, then get with uh, Nick Sherry with the government consultants to talk about, prioritizing those and then either adding them to the budget or could this be something done in a future bond issue right so what is our what is our bonding capacity now how much could we do without raising taxes you know if we you know what if we raise taxes a couple of meals what would that mean and so what do, you know we we need to start setting this up we know we're getting some money for water and sewer we already have gotten it we may get it matched those will be on the list too but what is our overall needs for the city five-year plan great idea. So that committee will come talk with everybody and then bring it back to the board for further discussion. Now, the next one, this has to do with redistricting. Now we talked about this. Remember last time it took us 10 years to redistrict or well, maybe nine and a half years, nine and a half years to redistrict. We, we hammered it pretty hard on here. It's ridiculous. They finally got it done just in time to have the last election. Those are now in place. Well, since that time, another census has come in. Instead of waiting nine and a half more years, they're going to go ahead and start that process now, yep. which is what you're supposed to Way do. Way different, yeah. Way different. Legally, that's so, what you're supposed to do. That's correct. Not $10,000, uh, they're going to hire uh, a firm uh, with, from the Golden Triangle Planning, plus up to $1,200 for travel expenses. To look at the current redistricting, which of course is only about a year or two old, take that redistrict. Does it match what the census number came? And remember, they were going off guesses yeah, sure. at the time they did it for the election. They were going off guesses. Now we have the real numbers. Were we right? We may be right, and they're like, "Hey, man, it's it's good." Yeah. Uh, maybe we need to adjust it again for the next election in two or three years from now. Um, they're going to look at that and then they're going to come up with up to that ten thousand dollars gets us up to three different plans. Gotcha. And then they'll look at that, find the best plan, and vote on it. Hopefully within this year. So we. And go ahead and get legal. If we got it right, will they just give us back like nine grand? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say they're going to find something to, to say. They're going to you know wise. what ninety nine ninety five. Good yeah, job, guys. Five dollars off. So that was done. The next and this was the the large uh, the biggest part I guess was the approval drafting a letter clarifying the city's position on pennies for the park legislation. So Representative Darnell, which is our representative in the Mississippi House submitted the plan it's been sent not to the floor yet it's been sent to his committee for discussion the attorney that wrote it up which we talked about a, a couple of meetings ago or a meeting ago has a has a good history of this Right, well, has a good history of this unfortunately he wrote it as he writes every other one we specifically said we don't want tourism uh representative darnell took it out he said no just parks only attorneys wrote it tourism in there too and submitted it even though you know mr darnell said no leave it out so but mr darnell was like well it's written up who cares let's go well, Mike McClendon, our senator, does care, does not want the tourism in there, and so wants the city to clarify exactly the way they want it to read. And that's part of the reason, again, we mentioned earlier that uh, Mayor Johnson had been able to get it approved to go down there for yesterday, I mean, for today and tomorrow. That will, And that's one of the reasons we're going down there. He's meeting tonight, actually Thursday night, with some of those to make sure that they understand, to deliver this letter, clarifying the city's position, which all of the aldermen— were asked to sign by the senator, right. well, that all the aldermen had to sign it. So this is basically what they talked about. They want to know what the money was going to be spent for. Who's they? This is, what the, this is what Mike McClendon says he would like to see in there to help clarify the city's position so when it comes to the Senate, they can have discussion on it. What the money was to be spent for exactly, so parks only is what we're saying, length of time for the tax. Now, this one is a little, what they put in there was the tax would be good, so if we voted in this year, then it would be good until 2029. We would not vote on it again until 2029. Now, why is that? That's a weird number, seven years. Well, that's because the next election is three years from now. If we got this approved, we wouldn't even have the bond in place until probably next summer. Correct. So we'd only have two years left before the election. So really not a lot of time. Obviously you're not gonna ha- you can't repay that in two years. we can't even put a dent in it and may not even spend all of it yet. Right. And so that is, so we say, hey look, we need at least another election cycle. 2029. then after that, then we would be able to vote every four years to keep it or repeal it. So that is, that's what they're going to have it say. Autumn and Piper wanted to make sure everybody understood. We already have a tourism tax on hotels. Hotels are already a specific industry that are taxed only for the tourism tax. It is a 2%, or I think it's a 2% tax added on to your hotel stay that goes specifically for tourism. So, you know, this is not, restaurants don't pay this, you know retail businesses don't pay this, only hotels do right now. And so... Then they said, okay, well, what defines a city park? What could this be improved for? So kind of the wording is like any city park. So any uh, current capital improvements of current or new city parks. So if somebody donates land to the city in the future and it becomes a city park, if they buy land in the future and it becomes a city park, well, then you can use that because it's now deemed a city park. So then they, and then finally, this is one of the big things that I think that was driving this whole thing is that had to say in there... uh, I don't know if it specifically said this, but the mayor looked directly at the camera, said if you're watching on YouTube, this money will not be spent on the animal shelter. Very good. The animal Animal shelter is connected to Renaissance Park. It sits on the old lagoon. It is not part of the land donated by Renaissance because the old lagoon was already city property. That is a misconception people want to know. The animal shelter sits on the old lagoon. Okay, that was never part of Renaissance. Renaissance never owned that. The company, the the, uh, the developer they took it back from, never owned that. It is connected to Renaissance Park because it obviously sits on the same piece of, you know, land or whatever. There's nothing separating it. And eventually, the city plan that could potentially connect the two parks currently or connect to the neighborhood on the rock, you know, the, the neighborhood just northeast of there, um, that will... Go right past the animal, you know, the animal shelter. So it, it would factor into all sitting there together. So they, he looked at the camera. I don't know if it specifically says animal shelter in the bill, but it's, he looked at the camera and said, this will not be used for animal shelter. So please ease that. I don't know if that's something for the senator to hear or for just, you know, a lot of constituents here, but it did say that. So that was the motion was made. They put those clarifications in there. They wrote the letter with legal ease, approved by the city attorney today. They literally all had to drive by there today to personally sign it, and then he was taking it down there to meet. The deadline on this, for the people that are wondering, is it, it, the, the 23rd was kind of a deadline to get it down there. That's not the deadline to meet. The actual deadline to have it voted on is March 11th. So I think the 23rd was more, hey, we need to have everything here. Give us two weeks to talk about it. And it looks like we will make that deadline.
1: We always say thank you to the Board of Aldermen and the mayor and all the different people that have to be there uh, the first and third Tuesdays of each month to do the city business. We really, really appreciate it. I know we went pretty deep there on the uh, pennies for the Part Letter that has to be there. They worked hard on that, and uh, we'll certainly update you guys on how that goes and what that looks like uh, in the coming weeks for sure. So uh, definitely we'll you know, pay attention to the UTW Podcast when it comes to that. I want to continue to thank one of our longest sponsors, Williams Services. Williams Services is a veteran-owned and operated business with years of experience in lawn care, landscaping, mulching, and so much more. Owner Richard Williams and his team can assist you with a multitude of outdoor home needs, whether it's leaf removal, Tree trimming, spring cleanups, anything on the outside of your home or business. Give Richard a call, let him come by, take a look at your project. If he can't help you, he'll help you find someone who can. No job too small, no job too large. Call Richard and his team today at 662-292-8855 or find more information about Richard on
0: Facebook at Williams Lawn Services. Thank you, Richard, for continuing to support. Since 2001, Green King Spray Services has been helping home and business owners enjoy lush, healthy, weed-free outdoor living spaces. They refuse to settle for the status quo, continuously researching and testing the very latest methods, products, and strategies to ensure your lawn looks better than the other guys. With technicians trained and educated, with hours of continuing education and seminars each year, Green King is committed to doing everything they can to make and keep you satisfied. You can reach them at 662-892-8419, again 662-892-8419, or visit them on their website at GreenKingSpray.com. Remember, if you want it green, call the king. The Soto Family Dental Care has been a presence under
1: the water tower with over 60 years of combined dental experience. Doctors Seymour, Paroli, and Trotter are committed to providing a gentle and caring approach while focusing on the aesthetic beauty and long-lasting health of your smile. The practice is open Monday through Friday, providing hygiene appointments, general dentistry, implants and implant supported dentures. And they're currently offering Invisalign. You can be confident that the goal of each staff member is to create a comfortable environment to provide you with relaxing, personalized dental care. Visit their office today to see the difference or give them a call locally at 429-5239. That's 429-5239. They are the official dentists of the UTW podcast. Please consider making them yours. Stop by their office today to see the DFDC difference. Well, on our Friday show, this time of the show always leads us into our DeSoto County shout-outs. Uh, simple shout-outs today, but before we get to the two shout-outs we have, Derek, I want to remind anybody in Hernando that's a member of the Chamber of Commerce, a lot of people listen to the show who are members of the Chamber of Commerce, their luncheon, quarterly luncheon is coming up this coming Tuesday at 1 Memphis Street. Please consider visiting or coming. If you're a member of the Chamber, please consider coming to the luncheon this coming Tuesday. We get a lot of help from uh, Giamathini and Siboney over at the uh, Chamber of of commerce gia does not work for the chamber she works for the city but she definitely helps uh, put us together there so we really appreciate her next tuesday chamber luncheon at one memphis street if you're a member of the chamber of commerce your meal is already paid for please consider coming our first Desoto soto county shout out of the uh of this particular show derek again when we've mentioned last week Desoto soto arts council will be kicking off a new exhibit borrowed from clarksdale from the uh, blues Boys Museum. Museum in Clarksdale. Blues, Booze, and Barbecue. Again, that's Blues, Booze, and Barbecue – We'll be starting next week, running for a month. Derek, tell us a little bit about it. You actually had to go pick it up on Tuesday and bring it back to uh, the DeSoto Arts Council. Uh, thank you for that well, on behalf of us, but thank you for that. And uh, tell us what you saw when you
0: picked it all up. As you said, Blues, Booze, and Barbecue, the exhibit features the photographs of South Haven native Michael Lloyd Wright, which he took and made into a book that will also be available to purchase. Just really, really cool beautiful photographs of just of life uh, in the Delta uh, just dealing with blues what it means to that area uh, booze what it has meant to that area and barbecue uh, just some really great old pictures you know just of a uh, downtown all kind of it's not just Clarksdale it's it's all around the Delta and so just if, if you're interested in the Delta life you're just you know, interested in blues interested in I mean there's there's some of the great old artists that are still alive and maybe just passed, are featured in these photographs uh, and really just a uh, and the book itself of course all of the photographs are in the book with a slight little story told with each one of them uh, if you want to purchase the book uh, but again just a great exhibit they're having it'll start uh, this Saturday the 19th go all the way through March 19th so exactly four weeks this will be up for anybody that wants to go by there the admission is free now we would love to become a member of the uh, Arts Council at $50 a year uh, but you don't have to be it's not a requirement to walk in to look at the pictures there's also the gift shop there too so you can purchase the book or you can purchase other local fairs that are produced and made by local artists so again Again, it will start this Saturday, uh, the 19th, and go all the way through March uh, 19th. So anytime you want to come in, please come and look. Uh, The sponsors are Mobile Van, of course, uh, and then also Uncle Bubba's Barbecue, who are providing uh, some fares for the reception that is going to go on uh, tomorrow night, on Friday night. So again, we want to say thank you to to you, uh, to Uncle Bubba's. Please come out and see the exhibit. Should be a good one, Derek.
1: Definitely going to get over there and, and try and take a look at that. Again, DeSoto Arts Council, they do a wonderful job here in the city of Fernando. Uh, we talk about the DeSoto County Museum being such an asset. The Soto Arts Council definitely as well uh, right there on 51. So definitely a shout-out to them. Our next shout-out, the really first big party in DeSoto County again. Is back. It's here. I'm not saying we were the first. I'm saying the first big party in maybe about two years, uh, really live party. I mean, I'm, it's exciting. The Crew of Fernando 10th Annual Mardi Gras Ball. Tickets are still on sale. Tickets are going fast. There's only going to be 500 tickets sold, period. You can get tickets by calling this number 901 517 5132. You can visit the Bank Corp South on Commerce Street or the Guarantee Bank right there on Mackinville, right next to Arby's. But, again, you can call that number, 901-517-5132, or give us a shout-out on Facebook or reach out to us on Facebook, and we can help you with that. 10th Annual Mardi Gras Ball, next Saturday night, Saturday, February 26th. Just a quick update, Ace's Wild Band, one of the best party bands you're going to find in the area, we will be providing live entertainment, silent auction, heavy hors d'oeuvres, just a really, really good time. I will. I don't mind going and saying this, Derek. We are striving to raise $40,000. We have That's set a old. new record for sponsorships and what we've raised there. So with ticket sales paired with the sponsorships, we think we can get there. Please be a part of that next Saturday night. It's a one, It's a wonderful time. Everybody knows about the Mardi Gras Ball. It's hard to believe it's a decade old. But uh, really the first big party coming out of COVID. So we're excited That's about up. it. Ready to go? And, you know, Derek, you and I are, uh, you know, as busy as we can be when it comes to the Mardi Gras Ball and stuff. So thank you to all those guys, 85 members now of the Crew of Hernando. If you're planning to go, put it together, support local businesses, go have dinner here in town, and then come out to the Mardi Gras Ball, 8 p.m. to midnight, it's going to be a great time. So if you need more information, just look at our Facebook page, Crew of Hernando on Facebook. We really appreciate Hernando showing up and showing out to raise over $40,000 for charity. We really look forward to it next week. Derek, as I've said a couple of weeks ago, somebody who has always sponsored the Mardi Gras Ball, someone who will, will definitely be there next weekend celebrating, helping to raise money for Hernando, and I'm speaking about Mr. Jerry Holland, owner of Holland Insurance in South Haven. Holland Insurance is our newest advertiser. Holland Insurance is an independent insurance agency, which means they can work with a number of different companies to best fit you with the right company. They work with companies such as Nationwide, Blue Cross Blue Shield, Travelers, Progressive, Humana, Etna some of the largest insurance companies in the world. Holland Insurance represents them. Vice President Bruce Robinson and President Jerry Holland would love to put you where you need to be when it comes to insurance. Give them a call at 662-895-5528, 662-895-5528. Again, they're located in South Haven, but ready to work for anyone in DeSoto County when it comes to any insurance need, whether it's health, life, Property, casualty, auto, give Bruce and Jerry a chance to earn your business. Again, 662-895-5528.
0: Thank you, Holland Insurance, for being our newest sponsor. The secret is out. North Point Christian is DeSoto County's most popular private school destination. 211 new students made the switch and became part of the North Point family this year, pushing their enrollment to record levels. Are you interested in making a schoolie switch in 2022-2023? North Point will be hosting their next opportunity to preview the point on Sunday, March 6th at 2 p.m. Again, Sunday, March 6th at 2 p.m. They encourage prospective families to come and see why families in three states, 28 cities, and 41 zip codes have made North Point DeSoto County's largest and most desirable Christ-centered college preparatory school. Interested families should reserve their spot today by contacting Director of Admissions, Ms. Sheila Sharon, at 662-349-5127. Again, 662-349-5127. They invite you to get ready to make the switch and join the North Point family.
1: As Derek mentioned a moment ago, Mobile Car and Van Rental, glad to support the DeSoto Arts Council in the upcoming exhibit. Mobile Car and Van Rental, the only car rental place in Hernando. Uh, Derek, some exciting stuff. Uh, Renovations have begun there at our new location at the corner of Commerce and McCracken. Big things coming. I just can't wait. It's going to be really, really neat. Uh, We're growing tremendously well, and uh, it's going to be very exciting, the uh, new Mobile Car and Van Rental office there uh, here at the corner of Commerce and McCracken. Give us a call if you need a car. Pickup truck, van. If you're traveling for spring break, traveling for summer, if your church is going somewhere, give us a call as far in advance as possible. We are booking up fast. We're totally booked for spring break. I mean, really and truly, it's amazing the the, the people that come out for spring break to try and travel. But give us a call, 662-469-4555. That's 662-469-4555. Let mobile car and van rental become your ally when it comes to renting a car. Again, 662-469-4555. Five, five. Getting close to the end of the show, which is usually where we shine a positive light on young people. We're going to talk a little bit about basketball in just a second as that begins to uh, really get rolling from a playoff standpoint. And uh, But before we get that, Derek, tell us about a young man who will be playing at the next level uh, effective yesterday.
0: We had one signing this week since our last show. Jay Ferguson with the Trojan baseball team signed to play baseball at Itawamba Community College. Uh, Jay is primarily a pitcher. I believe he's signed to be a pitcher. Also plays third base and has a pretty decent bat. So want to say congratulations to Jay Ferguson with the North Point Trojan baseball team on signing a scholarship to play at least the next two years, getting to play something that he loves, also get, I guess, quote-unquote paid to do it, while he also furthers his academic career. So congratulations, Jay.
1: Derek, we would be remiss to mention who Jay's parents are and the
0: connection, the, the longtime connection to North Point. Uh, actually, a friend of the podcast. who is he's a friend, uh, Jim Ferguson uh, hey. is his dad who is – is the, course, president superintendent of North Point Christian School. This is uh, Jim's son, yep. Jay, and so we want to say congratulations also to Jim. Just a really good man. Uh, he worked in the public schools for years and years, uh, and now uh, moved over to the uh, moved over to North Point after uh, David Manley retired. So we just want to say congratulations to Jim. You know, but especially to his son for being able to play baseball on the next level.
1: Let's stay with Trojan Athletics. Derek, tell us about something that's going on tonight. Again, we are recording on Thursday. We're going to start telling our listeners that we're recording on Thursday. You'll be hearing this on Friday. So tonight, right after this recording, you're going to be heading to uh, what will
0: probably be a pretty raucous gym. That's right, Matt. We'll start with the North Point girls. The Lady Trojans hosted their second-round game against Jackson Christian this week, who came in as the four seed. This was a young, scrappy team, that, and the team spent the first quarter figuring each other out, ending that quarter at a whopping score of 6-6. Six to six. Terrible. North Point increased that score to eighteen to eight by halftime. North Point then took control in the third quarter and pushed the lead up to thirty two to fifteen and seemingly put the game away. But Jackson Christian increased the pressure, kept rolling girls in and out of the game, and North Point was trying basically to run out the clock instead of trying to score. The game got to within seven points, but North Point finally got it under control and finished the game out forty three to thirty four. Bradley Faith Cherry had fifteen points, and Bethany Wright had fourteen. That win sent them to the semifinal game of the regionals that will take place tonight, Thursday, at 7.30 p.m. against Fayette Academy. The tournament is held at Fayette Academy, and this will be a tough game and a tough atmosphere between two teams that really don't like each other. Win or lose, they will play for the championship or for third place on Saturdays. So good luck, Lady Trojans. Win yeah. and keep advancing.
1: That's period. Correct. Let's keep going. That's correct. Good luck tonight, ladies, Trojans. Uh, against, uh, I mean, it's like I said, it's going to be a tough crowd, a home crowd.
0: Um, that the fact that the host team is in the tournament. So, what's what right. you got for the boys? Uh, for the boys, unfortunately, man, I am going to go ahead and spoil this one. They will not have another game this year. The four seed Trojans took on the one seed Sacred Heart uh, out of Jackson, Tennessee, in the second round of the regional tournament. The Trojans got off in a hole that they could not overcome. When Matt, I am getting you know Twitter updates. I did not go to the game. I am watching it. They got down 19 to nothing.
1: Holy cow. I'm going
0: to say it went, zero points. Zero points. So when it gets down, nine, and we're not even, this wasn't even in the, the first. This is like halfway through the first. Mm. It was 19 to nothing. That's just, that's going to be hard, hard to come, to come out, out of. Out. But um, they finally hit a three to get on the scoreboard. The first quarter ended with a score of 22 to nine. The Trojans had a better second quarter, narrowing the lead to 34 to 23. The Trojans came out ready to play in the third and pulled the game within six, 48 to 42. But the officiating, which was very questionable, reared its ugly head again as three Trojans fouled out Mm. in the fourth quarter on the way to a 76-61 loss. Christian Gilliland had 30 points for the Trojans, and Darius Naylor had 17. It was a great season uh, for the Trojans, who do lose three seniors, two of whom are starters, but have a good core of sophomores, including Christian Gilliland, to lead them going forward.
1: Congratulations to the girls as they continue to, like I said, win and advance, keep moving on the playoffs. Trojan boys, done for the season. Uh, congratulations to those seniors for uh, solid careers as Trojans. And, uh, you know, those are memories that you'll always have. Deep into the playoffs for the Trojan basketball team is not in the cards for this year. As we mentioned on Tuesday, the Lewisburg girls, the Lewisburg boys, and the Hernando boys are all done. So the only team left other than the Trojan girls, which we'll talk about more on Tuesday. Good luck tonight, Trojan girls. However, the Hernando-Lady Tigers in the playoffs, the only under-the-water
0: tower team. Derek, tell us about that. Right, Hernando hosted the first round of the playoffs against Madison Central. After the first quarter, the Lady Jaguars led 14-8. to That lead was extended to 27-17 as the Lady Tigers tried to regroup in the locker room at halftime. Hernando was able to keep the deficit to just nine points by the end of the third and in the fourth, Hernando pulls within five, but can get no closer as Madison Central wins 41-34. to 34. Eighth grader Fran Kelly led Hernando with 13 points, and Demaya Cummins had 12. Hernando sees that season come to an end, but can hold their heads up high with back-to-back playoff runs and a couple of returning players that show that the future is bright. The UTW Podcast wants to say congratulations on a great season and can't wait to cover you again next
1: year. So the only team left standing right now is... That we cover. That we cover is the girls from North Point. So we'll be cheering them on, hopefully. Uh, if they win tonight, they get to more than likely we'll continue on in the playoffs uh, to, uh, to move forward uh, into the Tennessee private school playoffs. So congratulations, Lady Tigers. Hard fault. I mean, my gosh, they played 30-something games this year. Um, you know, you make the... The playoffs and see what happens and just uh, it was not in the cards for the uh, Hernando Lady Tigers to carry on in the playoffs we will begin to look at I didn't say deep dive into baseball softball all that stuff coming up sometime in the next week or two so don't get uh, upset and start emailing the show when uh, little Johnny doesn't get mentioned for his uh, you know single
0: well pl- please go ahead and email the show I mean I have I think from last season, I still have everybody I follow for. I know that the Lady Tigers have their own uh, really good on Twitter. to R- go really on Twitter, Twitter, Twitter. Twitter. Uh, baseball, uh, I followed. I know Dwayne Case did a great job covering the game. There was a game this past Monday. We're not going to cover it today. There was a game this past Monday. He did a great job. If he continues to go to games, that's fine. But sure. if somebody else wants to uh, email us, tweet at us, please, uh, you know, send that to us. You know. I guess follow us we'll follow you back to get that Lewisburg same thing I think we have a contact you said for the Lewisburg softball Correct. already lined up Lewisburg baseball I mean y'all do a pretty good job on Twitter I really do appreciate it. y'all are probably the best school uh, well, you and North Point probably are very equal in what y'all do for the boys and girls on both sides uh, please get that information out there we want to get it we want to get their names on the air uh, but with softball's covered definitely baseball we want to make sure we get out there so again tweet at us uh, or email us at under the at gmail.com Matt I know you have more information on that
1: absolutely ways to get in touch with us email us under the water tower info at gmail.com tweet the scores uh, information that type of stuff uh, at utw pod that's at utw pod uh you can find, do that on twitter also find us on facebook at utw podcast instagram at utw podcast wherever you can hear our voice Wherever you're listening to our show, give us a five-star review. Give us a thumbs up. It helps us move up when it comes to local podcasts. If you enjoy our show, find OB Pod. Simply stands for Isle Branch. OB Pod covering the eastern side of DeSoto County, Lewisburg, Center Hill, and Isle Branch Athletics, the eastern side of DeSoto County. No one's going to give you better coverage than OB Pod. On our Friday show, we always sign off the same way. Please visit a local church this weekend. Take your family to church this weekend. If you have a friend or family member that's been inviting you, please, we want to encourage you to visit a local church this weekend, maybe even visit a local Sunday school class. We assure you it will be well worth your time. Uh, We definitely want to continue to say that on our Friday show. Well, Derek, if there's nothing
0: else, I'm Matt. And I'm Derek. Join us next time under the water tower. Where we dropped off a pretty little girl, same grade as
1: me. Tried to kiss her once in the aisle of the bus, and she walked
0: right over.